0: on the dot. Gareth Wheeler with you. This is Toronto Today, TSN 1050. Thrilled to have you aboard. Rowan Barrett, father of RJ, longtime player with the Canadian men's national basketball team. I watched his son take home MVP honors at the under-19 World Cup of Basketball in Cairo, Egypt, en route to a Canadian gold medal win. Something that hasn't happened since 1936. 1936. Wow. Um, it was a big weekend for Canadian basketball, but who was noticing? Full credit for, for TSN, picking up the broadcast of the gold medal game, but I had no idea until they beat the U.S. over the weekend that this tournament was even going on. Did you? I, I was surprised, and then what I was also surprised with was the reaction. And I'll get into that in a moment's time. Full lines are open now. 416-870-1050. That's 416-870-1050. And toll free at 1-855-591-6876. What needs to happen for basketball to take that next step? In terms of the overall awareness of Canadians. To get to a level of... We'll use hockey as the example here. We all know the World Juniors each and every year is held over the course of the Christmas holidays. It's turned into a Canadian institution. And you can argue there's less countries in true competition to win that gold medal in hockey than there is basketball. Yet each and every year at Christmas time, it's become a Canadian institution. We sit around our television sets and cheer for players that we may or may have never heard of before you come through the junior hockey ranks, the best of the best. Some of them come down from the NHL and play in this tournament over the course of Christmas time and it means the world to us as a country. How the Canadian team does. It almost fills the void because there's nowhere near enough international hockey for my liking. There is at the junior level there's the Yvonne Holinka under 18s. Like There's different age groups but the one that gets the biggest focus that we focus on the most is obviously the world juniors it doesn't happen like that for any other sport name one like did you know that the under 18 championships in baseball happen every 2 years like baseball's a really popular sport in this country right exceptionally popular The Blue Jays brand, the game itself. Yet, here in 2017, the under-18 World Cup of Baseball is being held in Thunder Bay, Ontario. Who the bleep knew that? I I didn't know that. The under-19 World Cup of Basketball is held every two years. I couldn't tell you who wins each year and who loses. Like We get no coverage, there's no profile, but now there is for basketball. Is winning enough? What needs to happen for junior basketball, and that's kind of essentially what this is, to matter more to the masses? Not just the headline that's thrown on on Monday morning or Sunday night, or picking up the gold medal game late. It would have been great to track this team, follow this team throughout the tournament. And I'd love to hear from you, like, what has to happen in basketball? It's a big sport in this country. People love it, but it still lacks the profile. It does. 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050 and 1-855-591-6876. Canadian basketball journalists, broadcaster, analysts, they do a great job at covering the sport. But I find it kind of bizarre, just unsettling, when you see people taken to Twitter over the course of the week and say, oh, you got to tune in, you got to watch. Make sure that you make this tournament a big deal. Well, it hasn't been made a big deal until the team beat the United States and made it to the gold medal game. So why should I care? Why should I be invested? Other than the fact that we'll always cheer for Canadian teams. And I'm not trying to take away from the accomplishment. It's wonderful. It's fantastic. Young Canadian basketball talent continues to be produced at a crazy rate, where Canadians are drafted in the NBA draft lottery seemingly every year. This is a golden generation, yet, but we just jump on at the last minute when this team plays for a gold medal. Like, How much does this tournament actually matter to you? And you basketball fans out there have your say. Has the sport arrived to the level that you expect it to? Do you want more coverage? Or is this, all, is this what it's all about? When the team's in a gold medal game will pay attention. Other than that, eh, it's kind of pushed to page six or page seven. If it makes the newspaper at all, if it gets your attention at all. Why is basketball and these other sports still lagging so far behind in terms of overall coverage and awareness than hockey? In Canada, 416-870-1050, and toll free at one 591 6876 The text is 105050, the email live at tsn1050.ca, at Wheeler TSN on Twitter. Start things off, Jay in Toronto. What's going on today, Jay? Hey, man, what's
1: going on, brother? I'm just here working and listening to this great program. That a boy. taking
0: the time. All good. So. Canada wins the other 19 World Cup of Basketball. Does it matter? Should it matter? Does it need more attention? Because I just picked up on this after they beat the U.S., and I would have loved to have watched, grown with these players over the tournament. I didn't even know what was going on.
1: I agree with you. I couldn't have said it better. Um, to be honest with you, I had no idea it was even on. I'm a huge basketball guy. I would like to say that I follow everything as much as I can, and I had no idea. And honest to God, it's, it's sad in this country the way that things get covered and, and the lack of coverage. Um, just for example, I, I love hockey just as much as everybody else, but free agency, the way they cover it, the trade deadline, it takes over every station for days and hours upon hours. And it's so boring. There's nothing going on, unfortunately. And I think they're just trying to promote and trying to create whatever little buzz there is for the the average hockey fan. But, I mean, everybody else wants to see what what else is going on. NFL is not even going on right now in Canada. But in the States, there's coverage 24-7. There's things going on right now that we don't even hear of. Other sports, golf. We only hear about things when, when it's popular or where there's a main tournament going on at the time. And, unfortunately, it shouldn't be that way. You know what I mean? So... That's the reason why we don't hear anything. We can't grow with these players, and we don't know anything about them until they do something like this. Right.
0: So so is, is this a turning point for you, Jay, like, or is this just kind of a blip on the radar, like a nice, feel-good story, but things inevitably won't change?
1: You know what? I'm a realist, and to be honest with you, it's exactly what you said. It's a little blip on the radar. It's a feel-good story, and this time by tomorrow, nobody else will be talking about it. And that's a shame, isn't it? It's a it's, it's catastrophe. It shouldn't be like that. And that's, you know, here's, here's my problem. I have this conversation with a, a lot of people all the time when I go and have some sodas or whatever at the local pub. To be honest with you, as, as a Canadian, it's sad when the Olympics and everything come around and we never do anything. Why does nobody ever want to hear anything about the Olympics? Because Canada doesn't do anything. We never promote from the grassroots. We only have, we only get hype when it's the Winter Olympics. Why? because we know we have a fighting shot for for a medal. And it shouldn't be like that. We are a country that's, that's pretty much brought up of different cultures and different races, and times have changed. Like, there's so many different sports that this country actually accepts and embraces, but... Yet the powers that be have not accepted it yet,
0: right? And, and 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 this is my thing, and with the winter olympics with NHL players not being there, I'm intrigued about how the tournament will be covered because world juniors is a comparable here. I mean, this is essentially what we watched was the world juniors of basketball. There's no yeah. chance it would have been covered so minimally if this was hockey, and it just yeah. seems like that's the default if it's junior hockey. This Canadian institution will follow it. If it's any other major sport, then it's kind of like pushed to the side and we'll touch on it as required. And I don't know if that's because that's when the other sports don't sell. Like this isn't biathlon or badminton or anything we're talking about. This is basketball in this country with a player in Barrett who could potentially go first overall. Yet we're still just showing the game once they make the gold medal. Like, I wish I could have followed this team, and I wonder how things will change. Jay, and I don't know if the demographics have changed enough. Like, I want to believe that they have, but I'm not sure that they have, pal.
1: think They have either, and it's sad. You know what's so sad about it, too? I don't even know who the coach is for the under-19 is. Right. And I coach myself.
0: Yeah, it's you know Ray right I mean? Rana, like, but yeah, how would you know? How would you know?
1: Right? You that know? There's, there's nothing that we can follow and basically... Like, it, it's sad, man. It really is. I mean, even in the middle of a season, when the season's going on, you're looking for a, a game to watch during, during the regular season, and unfortunately you'll, you'll see something like curling. I mean, I have nothing against curling, but, like, come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I
0: mean I hear you I hear you but it brings in ratings it brings yeah. in numbers and that's why right. it continues to be a focus great call Jay uh, great perspective appreciate it 416-870-1050 toll free at 1-855-591-6876 is this a turning point for basketball in this country does the, does the game deserve more attention or is it what it is you know kind of an afterthought until the team does well and it's a feel good story for a couple days and we move on Let's go down to Oakville. Peter, you're on TSN 1050. What's going on, Pete? Hey,
2: Gareth. How are you doing? Doing well today. What are your this, thoughts on this, Bob? You know what? I had to call in. I, this is my first time calling in, and I think it's a great conversation. I've had this conversation with tons of sports enthusiasts, friends of mine. Um, and, and you know who I blame, seriously, and it's all about money and the ratings. I blame the press. The press has to promote the game. It always has. I mean, uh, you know, I, I know, Gareth, you're, you're a huge soccer fan. You cover the, Euro, cover the world top. Get on a plane, get off at Heathrow, turn on sports radio. What do they talk about? Premiership. Uh, my wife's from England. Uh, my, my family, I'm first-generation Canadian. I'm from Germany. You get off at Frankfurt, what do they talk about? The Bundesliga. And I, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm, what kills all sports in this country is, is hockey. It's our passion. Just like, you know, soccer their passion. Um, but with all the ethnic groups, I'm a huge sports fan. And I remember when the Blue Jays uh, first, um, you know, arrived in Toronto. I mean, you can, you go to the CNE, the exhibition, there was the, the bikini girls giving out free tickets. They promoted other teams coming in. The press was all over the Blue Jays. They were so happy they had a baseball team. The press built up the Blue Jays. Um, you see, what, what, it, what it boils down to is money and ratings. I guess, you know, there's competition now in the press that that, that didn't exist before. Um, you know, there wasn't that much money to be made as all sports. So, you know, during the summer, you know, I'm banging my head against the wall. I'm a huge TFC fan. You know, why isn't soccer bigger in this country? Mm-hmm. Because anybody's talking about the Leafs, talk about trade, talk about possibilities for the winter. I mean, you get Leafs come first in the summer? Really? Really? Like, I love the Leafs. I, I love hockey. Hockey is my national sport. Um, but why is the press promoting hockey? I mean, leaf-top, it's ratings. It's what people want to hear. They want to hear hockey. So, you know, promote basketball. You know, forget about the Leafs in the summer. Let, put that in the back page, front page, TFC, uh, you know, uh, other things. I blame the press.
0: Okay, uh, Peter, I want, I, want to, I want to pick up on that thought because the media, the press, does have a role to play. I agree with you. But at the same time, if you're Canadian basketball, if you're the Canadian Soccer Association, if you're these teams, how do you capitalize? How do you maximize on these feel-good stories? You know, you know like, like here, here's another couple of criticisms, and, and, and you can weigh in as well, Peter. Like, the fact that this basketball tournament is every two years. Well, why don't they hold it every year, annually? Could be right after Canada Day weekend every year, so it builds an annual awareness. Like, we all know when the World Juniors are for hockey. It's over the course of of, of the Christmas holidays like we all know when it is to me the, these teams and, and this goes for the senior level as well senior level basketball senior level soccer like the, the, our country doesn't play enough games and when they're in your face when they're building rivalries with other countries then they become more talk you know more conversational oh did you see our national national team play but we don't see them enough and for me that's partially up to the organizations Canadian basketball, Canadian soccer, to step up and make sure that those teams are in the spotlight much more often, not just pop up once in a while on your radar out of absolutely nowhere.
2: Gareth, Gareth, I mean, I've had kids of mine playing soccer. My daughter, I still have a daughter involved in the system. Uh, provincial's the OSA. I, I, you know, I can spend hours to what's wrong with the federation. It boils down to money. And do they promote their own game? Probably not. I think they could promote their own game a little bit better. You know, uh, you, you see, you see Canada playing, uh, you know, the World Cup qualifiers, you know, against like, you know, middle, uh, sort of Central American teams. And, you know, I hear people complaining, you know, why would they have that at eight o'clock on a Wednesday? You know, I mean, my kids got to go to school the next day. What? Are <laughs> right. you kidding me? If I yeah. throw those people Leaf tickets, they're gone. They're, they're, they're off to the Leaf game. They don't care about school the next day. Somebody throws them four Leaf tickets. I, I'm saying these, these organizations, but it has to start with somewhere. It has, you know, you're saying you know that, that have it every year, four years, two years, but you know what? Make a big deal about, about it in the press. Educate people. Make them aware too. When you say you're you're not aware, I mean maybe the um, you know the uh, I don't know who governs the basketball federation in Canada. You know what I'm saying? But they they got to promote their game better too. Then what's going on? Corporate sponsors. You know who wants to, these corporate sponsors? Everything's hockey. Who wants to sponsor? Because again, hockey is our passion. Right. But how do you change that? The press has to change that. Good stuff,
3: Peter.
0: Appreciate the phone call. Thanks for calling in. The text is 105050. Email live at uh, tsn1050.ca if you want to weigh in. At Wheeler TSN on Twitter. I am Gareth Wheeler. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. Let's go to Mississauga. Andrew, thanks for holding. You're on TSN 1050 Toronto today. What's going on, pal? Hey, Wheeler. How are you, buddy? Doing good, buddy. Uh, What are your thoughts on this topic? I think it's a decent one.
3: Well, I got two points on this. Let's go. First, revolves around the fact that uh, basketball and these sports at the junior level will never be as emphasized within the community as they would be unless the senior level, i.e. Olympic Games, Canadian teams do good. I mean, the same thing with baseball. World baseball classic that we just had in 2017, Canada got absolutely destroyed in three games by – Three countries, two of them were really good, but one of them we should have won for sure. And until we develop at the senior level, the junior level will always be second fiddle, and nobody will ever look at it in a meaningful way. The second a- Andrew, is- Andrew, before you s-
0: save your second point for a moment, because yeah. I just want to follow up on what you put. And this for me is a flaw in North American sports, that these professional leagues don't put more of an emphasis on international play. It's an easy way to get people more involved, like their sport, get people waving the flag, really, truly being invested in their sport. And these professional leagues are unwilling to bend or make sacrifices for the greater good of the global game. I don't know how you feel about that, but I just wanted to weigh in before you got to your second point.
3: Oh, no, I agree with you 100%. The thing is, too, that The world, for example, basketball, the under-19 basketball team right now, they won gold, yes. How many of those players are actually going to go into the NBA and become stars? I would not guess very many, simply not because of the lack of talent, simply because maybe they don't have the access to the school that the American kids have as easy. So, again, people look at college football, for example, college basketball. They see stars on the rise. Why do you think it's so popular? Because they see these stars when they – Are young and eventually grow up into perennial athletes that make millions of dollars and become idols to kids and people all over the world so until Canada develops at that pace where people from the junior team actually make an impact in the NBA and on the senior level well you're just going to be looking for some sort of alternative okay but
0: at the same time in hockey a lot of these players who play for Canada at the World Juniors are relative unknowns. Like in, unless you're really immersed in the junior hockey world, you don't know who these players are. You just kind of are you're introduced to them based upon incredible coverage on television and heightened awareness about everything to do with that tournament. I wish I had a similar experience with some of these players that just played at the World Cup of basketball. Like but I I simply don't know where they came from. I don't know what city they're from. I don't know their backstory. And that, for me, is an absolute shame because that takes you from just being a casual viewer into being invested in, in how the team does over the course of a tournament.
3: Absolutely. And you know what? Another thing, my, which is actually into my second point, is that going to basketball and NFL, for example, the best players from those drafts come from the best teams in college sports. You look at March Madness. March Madness is the equivalent to the World Junior Hockey uh, Tournament. So even though we have the CHL, which should be the equivalent, the Memorial Cup should be equivalent to uh, the March Madness. It's not. It's the World Junior. And that's why you look at the CHL, oh, you might not have the best players coming from that group, but the best players are actually coming from the World Juniors, whereas basketball, the best players aren't coming from the World, uh, the world Junior, a.k.a. the under 19 but they're coming from the NCAA basketball tournament. And that's the fine line between, well, international players versus players growing up on domestic teams and in the NBA from college. Right.
0: I think it's a good comparison because I don't know about you, but I become more familiar with players playing in the NCAA tournament than I will just watching highlights of the under-19 World Cup. And it shouldn't be that way right like i should know these canadian players where they're from what they're all about where they go to school what their pedigree is but i simply don't know you know and that and that's that's a problem for me and i'm a basketball guy like you know i'm not a guy that covers it on a day-to-day basis but i consider myself a massive fan i watched the game yesterday but I had no idea the tournament was going on. If if that's, for me, a guy that's into the sport, that covers the sport to a certain degree, God forbid the lack of knowledge that the casual fan knows.
3: And I 100% agree once again. The thing is, look at somebody like Lonzo Ball, for example. Lonzo Ball, before he even got to the NBA, was already having shoe, like trying to get shoe endorsements and all that. He's not going to risk his career and his draft prospects and all that to play in a tournament where, you know, it's, not considered anything great. Hockey, on the other hand, everybody knows that scouts and general managers look at the world tournament, world juniors, almost as much as anything. It's not like they look at it more than actual season. So at that rate, you've got to consider the fact that the world juniors are what general managers want to see players do well, whereas in NBA, I mean, nobody really gets looked at in the under 19. You get to the under 19 by being good. In the uh, NCA tournament.
0: Cool, buddy. Great phone call, Andrew. Really appreciate that. Enjoy the rest of your day, okay? Uh, the text is ten fifty fifty to weigh in on this. Let's go out to the hammer, Mark. You're on TSN ten fifty. What's going on today, Mark?
4: Well, in thinking about uh, in thinking about this topic, there's two things that come to mind. One is that you know this was an under nineteen tournament, and there are diminishing returns when it comes to. Uh, under 19s compared to under 21s compared to uh, over 21 professional players, so we really shouldn't be that surprised. Another thing is, uh, has to do with uh, demographic change that's going to happen over the next 20 plus years. There's going to be less focus and attention on hockey. There's already less uh, uptake in players playing hockey, and uh, increasing the sorry the lack of the native population growth here and the more immigrants that are coming means that sports like basketball and soccer are going to become more popular and it is likely that we're going to see a relatively higher uptake in things like this, although speaking towards an under-19 tournament, it is difficult to get focus and attention on that because it is under-19, uh, under but in general, there will be a greater uptake in these marginalized sports in comparing them to how we pay attention to, for example, junior hockey.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Like, you you just mentioned the age in your first point. The fact that the World Juniors in hockey is an under-20 tournament, yet it's, like, billed as, you know, the World Hockey Championships that that happened during the Stanley Cup playoffs, like, the World Juniors are a way bigger deal. You know, it's a Canadian institution, and these are 18-, 19-year-olds playing. You know what I mean? So, like, we can say age, Mark, but age doesn't really matter for hockey. If, if you're wearing the Canadian jersey, people care about it, and I don't know if people need their hands held. They need to be led to to water when it comes to these other sports. Because when it's basketball or baseball or soccer, it just lacked. Like they're completely on different levels. They're not even the same stratosphere as one another. It's hockey than everything else. And although it's great that you pick up and and, and we air the gold medal game, which is the right thing to do, which serviced a a group of people that want to watch it, like people, for me, just if they knew that this tournament was going on from the get-go, I just wonder how many people would have bought in from the get-go. I agree. I do agree with
4: what you're saying. I was wrong on that point. Another thing is the lack (laughs) of junior teams. You know what I mean? There's no junior basketball team that I can go see on a regular basis that I'm aware of. And yet, OHL is massive. People, people live and die by these teams in localities like Sudbury. Mm-hmm. And so there's way more focus and attention when it comes to those under-20 tournaments because those are household names for a lot of Canadians
0: good stuff pal really appreciate that mark great phone call uh let's end things up here rowan barrett by the way the father of rj a guy that's been part of the canadian basketball setup for quite some time is going to join me in about eight minutes time uh let's finish things up with matt mississauga thanks for holding matt what's happening buddy hey how's it going good dude Uh, where do you stand on this
5: um, well, you know what? I think uh, a lot of this started when um, when kids from Canadian high school started going down to the states. So that started about, I mean, about ten or so years ago, and since then, that's when we've seen the like the uptick. I think us winning a tournament is representative of the fact that yes, we do have talent. It, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a massive turning point because look, we're we're a program that's on the rise, and it's just we're just going to keep getting more and more NBA players in the league because hopefully a lot of the guys that get drafted stay and then there's just going to be more and more that get drafted in the future um but what i will say is this is that yes you know it it doesn't get covered maybe enough and and i guess people didn't quite know about this tournament beforehand but you know what i I think it's a slow process and and it's not easy to to ask a programming director to change you know what's been working for years and, and be proactive sometimes it's a little bit hard to do that so I, you know what i think we're seeing like they, there's the BioSteel basketball game stuff like that we are seeing a yep. little bit more Good and, call. and 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 even, even TSN's even trying to show more college basketball games. I know it, it's difficult because I know that the Briar is on right before March Madness, so it actually kinda gets a little bit difficult to show uh big like conference tournament games and stuff like that where you could potentially see Canadian talent before March Madness, but then the Brier's on at the same time. So it kind of makes things a little bit difficult there. But right, you know what? The, just I,
0: just let me just just let yeah. me pick up on, on where you left off. Like the press, like we serve a purpose. We play a role, as do the organizations, as do, do fans out there. Like, how invested were Canadian basketball fans in this tournament before they beat the United States in the semifinal? And and I really sincerely question that. Like, it's I feel like everyone just jumped on board at the end. It's not just up to the broadcasters. It's it's just everyone. It's just it plays second fiddle to other sports. If, if that's a fair comment we gotta run thanks for the phone call Rowan Barrett's gonna check in next but share your thoughts at Wheeler TSN on Twitter the text is 105050 the email live at tsn1050.ca keep your thoughts coming it's a great conversation Gareth Wheeler with you this is Toronto Today on TSN 1050
2: they call off the dogs and this is the moment that Canada basketball has been waiting for a very long time for ...having I mean, the men's team win this uh, FIBA under-19 Basketball World Cup. And it was so convincing.
1: Look at that. They are jumping for joy. They're going to be world
0: champions. It was a big day yesterday. Canada, the first ever basketball gold at the FIBA World Championship or Olympics. In fact, it's the first time they've even played for gold since 1936. They defeat Italy yesterday... Upset the Americans over the weekend. Canada basketball absolutely on the rise. Welcome back to Toronto today. Gareth Wheeler with you, and a lot of the players on that team reside or from the GTA, right around this area. I, I know we talk about a lot of a lot about development, development of young athletes, whether it be hockey players, soccer players, I mean basketball right at the front of the queue. Lottery picks in the NBA. Multiple from this area, from this country in recent years, and the trend looks to be continuing. Uh, the, the name RJ Barrett's going to be one that's going to be front and center in the coming years. He was the MVP of the World Cup under 19 FIBAs over the course of the last week. And he was a big reason why Canada proved victorious. The father of R.J. Barrett. It's been a, a while since I've last chatted with Rowan Barrett. Really a staple in Canadian basketball. Uh, former player, executive vice president, assistant general manager of Canadian basketball as well. And a proud father today. Rowan's joining me here on Toronto Today. What's going on, Rowan? Big weekend for you and the family.
6: Hey, Hey, this is a great weekend for all of us, all as Canadians. Uh, with a team to be proud of, a team for the ages uh, that's uh, done something historic here. That you know, I'm still not sure. You know, all of our country really understands the gravity of what's been accomplished here. Uh, but but very very proud uh, to be a Canadian
0: today. So so, Rowan, when you're watching, you, you know, it's got to be part of that. Part of you is watching as a father, and part of you is watching as an executive. Is that difficult to balance?
6: I mean definitely I mean you know you're I'm watching with my family and uh you know obviously you know you want your you want your child to do well, but uh you know my job is you know there's just so much more uh going on in my mind as I'm watching these games I'm looking at our coaches i I'm, I'm watching our our athletes I'm seeing who's playing well i'm looking and'm thinking about some of the things that we've put into place developmentally since two thousand uh, and twelve uh and really trying to gauge that and evaluate that over time i mean there's so many levels to what uh, we have to do we have to look at the other teams we have to see how they're performing what are they what are their staff look like what you know what do their players look like? what are they able to execute on the floor uh there's just so much running through your mind um and then at the bottom of all this, you want Canada to win right mm-hmm. so uh, you know, quite a bit uh, going on in my mind as we're watching the game, but I uh, definitely am uh, very, very happy on both fronts. Today.
0: Okay, let's try to separate the two for a moment. Let's go proud dad first, okay, because RJ, I mean, glowing praise has come his way. People have, across the basketball world have been talking about your son for quite some time, but this was a big statement, the MVP of the tournament. Did you see this coming when it came to RJ's development? Does anything surprise you of what he's accomplished thus far?
6: No, I mean, I'm not surprised here. I think just, you know, there's so much research that we do in the office. Um, You know, we have this thing called a gold medal profile uh, that we we have where we look at the height of players, we look at their length, their athleticism, and their skills. Um, And then we look statistically at what they do to try to understand, uh, you know, who are they going to be, who can they be in the world of basketball. And RJ is ticking all of those boxes. So, you know, a part of me, you know, just on, uh, you have to put your emotion aside a little bit. You know, a part of you is looking at, at it saying, yeah, okay, he's got all the measurables, he's got the mental capacity, he's got the toughness and all those things. Um, so a part of me is not surprised that way. Um, but, but definitely I think in terms of at this age, doing it with 19-year-olds, uh, you, know, you know, in such a grand stage and, you know, against the United States in mean, a game like that, um, you know, definitely, I'd have to say, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I didn't know that I was going to see that level of performance, especially against the United States, um, from him at this at this stage. So, uh, uh, very, very happy. As I said, very proud, you know, as a father.
0: Seventeen years old, Rowan, and and you obviously know RJ. Like none of us, all, none of us know him. Um, really, he's being billed as a potential number one overall pick. Sky's the limit. What about the mentality of your son? Because oftentimes that's what kind of separates the very good from the great. It seems like he has a level head. His play on the court speaks for itself, but the mentality seems right. Like, how much of that comes from you and your experience? And how much does that just come from the accrued experience that he's gained over the course of these early stages of his life?
6: You know, I think, great question, Garrett. I mean, I think the first thing with him is that he's extremely competitive. Um, you know, and I, I don't know how he wouldn't be kind of growing up in my house, uh, you know, with myself. I mean, my wife was, uh, you know, an all-American uh, track athlete in the States. I mean, her her sister was, the, you know, the captain of LSU's track team. Uh, she was an Olympic sprinter for Jamaica. Um, both her grandparents were both 100-meter sprinters for Jamaica. Uh, you know, I mean, so our, kind of our family is full of competitive people. Uh, and so I think that's what you see with RJ quite a bit when he goes to play against the United States or when he goes to play against Alonzo Ball when he's a freshman in high school or any number of the draft picks that you're seeing in the lottery. Um, I think RJ averaged 30 points and 10 rebounds against the top eight seniors in the country this year, right, and and ended those games with wins, most of them. So um, almost all but one. And so I, I think this is kind of who he's been, big game player, You know, takes on the the competition, headhunts the main guys. It's kind of been who he is. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I'm just really happy to see him able to do it for our country in in a moment that is meaningful, um, you know, and and do it with character, you know, like selfless, you know, working with the other guys, leading when he has to. You know, uh, I just feel like uh, he's really growing, you know, in, in front of our eyes. And, uh, And hopefully, you know, the the sky's the limit. Hopefully, he'll just, you know, be able to continue working. Um, And and I think the one thing that probably we don't talk about much um, is, you know, nobody achieves at that level um, just on talent. I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of work that has to be done on a consistent basis for you to perform at that level, performing on demand, you know, in the most critical moments. Um, it's a lot of work and practice that that goes into that, and that's probably one of the things you don't hear much when people talk about RJ. Sure, but he he works, you know, extremely hard um, to be where he is.
0: Rowan Barrett joining us here on Toronto today. I am Gareth Wheeler. It, it's easy for all of us to get ahead of ourselves and start looking towards an NBA career. Is that a conversation in in your household?
6: I mean, that's his goal, right? So I mean, it has, you know, you begin with the end in mind. Um, That's a goal for him. And so, yes, I mean, we discuss it. I mean, we don't discuss it too often. Right now it's really about kind of, you know, what are the steps, each step in front of you that you need to take in order to achieve the goal. So we're kind of on the road right now. So the focus is on the road is, you know, RJ, you make sure that you're doing what you need to do in school because if not, I'm going to have to pull you off the court. Right. Right? Like, so, you know, because, I mean, if you don't do your schoolwork, you can't, take, you can't get a scholarship. You can't get into school, right? So there's all these little things that have to be kind of uh, taken into account. And so that's kind of where our focuses are more um, in, in our home. Like you still just turn 17, uh, uh, you know, your manners, your table manners, your, you know, like we're, we're, we're trying to grow uh, uh, a young man that can kind of take his place in society, whether he's playing basketball or not. Um, you know th- those are kind of more the focuses for us right now as parents in our home
0: which is very cool like you're raising your son but you're also cultivating someone you know that that's kind of following your footsteps Rowan Be- being a basketball player as well and uh, if, if some of our younger listeners don't remember Rowan Barrett the player I mean you can play you probably can still play today Rowan you're still young but mm-hmm. uh, one-on-one RJ versus Rowan who's winning that game
6: Hey, You know what? I got a bad back right now, Gareth. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I
1: can't move the way excuses, that I need to excuses. right
6: now. Uh, no, he's. You know what? He's coming into his own. He hasn't gotten me yet, but uh, he hasn't. Been, he hasn't gotten a game against me in a couple of years. So once I'm healthy again, I'm sure we'll go at it, and uh, and uh, I'll be fighting like heck. To, uh, to to fight against inevitability,
0: beautiful. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love to see that go down. You know, you know, you made it once you beat your father in a sport. You know, yeah. like that's kind of that's kind of the bar right there. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so, 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 Rowan, we we wish R.J. the best moving forward. We're looking forward to tracking him as far as the rest of the players in the program. I mean, you keep praise on the system, the coaches, the players. And I know this is being deemed as the golden generation. I mean, Steve Nash has said as much, as well. But what makes the, this crop, this group of players that's growing up, what makes them so special?
6: You know, I think the number one thing for us, first of all, is uh, to, to achieve at this level in the world. Uh, it, it's not—I mean, it's not something you're just going to throw together. It's got to come with time and planning. And one of the things that Steve said when he said "golden generation," he said it's going to take some time, right? No, nobody really paid much attention to those parts of his words, but, but he said that. And he said, you know, it might not be till 2020, you know, he said. And so one of the things we realized that we had to do is we had to go into the youth ages when they're in grade seven and eight, and we created a junior academy here in Ontario. And we figured that we needed to create a curriculum and get these young players, get them away from their homes, away from their parents on the weekends and start to train them in the style that they were going to need to play in FIBA and train them in shooting and all the things we knew they were going to need to perform on a world stage. And we did that, and so some of the players in that team that were helping to decide those games were players that were in that junior academy starting in 2012, right, at 11, 12, and 13 years old, right? And so that was kind of the start for us. And then over the past uh, three years, we created a style of play and we integrated that style of play into our teams, and the the, the results have been tremendous. Um, our cadet group, which is U16, U17, they are they've been 14 and three over the last three summers, made history getting into the gold medal games against the US uh, for the first time in our FIBA Americas. and our junior team over the last three years has been 16 and three. and I'm just watching them you know grow. I mean 2013. They were number six in in this world tournament number. And then in 2015, they were number four or number five, sorry, in this tournament. And then this year, we're number one. So there's been this has been a gradual ascent as our skill and our style of play and our coaching and everything has grown. Our performances have grown, and now we're finally sitting on top of the world.
0: There's so much that goes on behind the scenes that aren't in the public eye. I shared over the first, well, since the 12 o'clock hour here, about how I was a little bit frustrated that I didn't know this tournament was going on really until the U.S. game. And then it kind of came into the light and obviously has captured the imagination of sports fans coast to coast to coast Mm -hmm. across Canada. But how does Canadian basketball now take advantage of this generation, all the hard work that's gone on behind the scenes to make, you know, basketball, whether it be at the junior level or the senior level, more visible, kind of like the world, you know, the world juniors in hockey. I mean, that's a Canadian institution now. How does that happen for basketball in this country?
6: I think that, I think it has, you know, I think it started now. Right. I mean, when I look at this team, much as you said, I think those were probably the sentiments of the majority of Canadians. Didn't know this tournament was going on really until the U.S. game. However, the game the next day was televised on TSN, right? TSN 2. Yep. And so I think you have to, you know, especially with basketball in our country, I think you have to go out and perform first, right? And then as you perform, you maybe you build a following. And as you build that following – you get people clamoring and wanting to see it. And then maybe next time, maybe it starts out on T V from the first game. Would you, you know? like
0: to see more international competition? This is something like there will be more attention on the Canadian teams, and that's yeah. multiple if there's more games being played at the senior level all the way down.
6: You know, I think that I think that we're this quad that we're getting into is gonna be a tremendous quad, Gareth. We're gonna have many more games at home starting next summer with our U eighteen. FIBA Americas on the boys' side um, here in Canada, right? I think the women have already started. They've done some great things, winning the FIBA Americas, um, you know, on the on the senior women's. I think you saw the Pan Am Games. You saw us captivate the country with the women winning a gold or our men winning a silver. And now we're going to start seeing more games at home. Like I said, the U18 FIBA Americas will be in uh, Niagara Falls next year and then – the senior men will start playing, uh, you know, this year, come November, we'll start playing games at home in our country. And so there'll be many more opportunities now than ever, ever before in our history for Canadians to see us playing on home soil, to get involved, engaged, and be able to follow and support our teams.
0: Now, Now, Canadian basketball, I mean... Do you guys have the foundation to build off this in terms of budget, in terms of sponsorship, in terms of partnerships, to really kind of maximize the true potential of this sport in this country?
6: I think, you know, this is always a chicken and the egg, right? Uh, You know, quite often you need to perform first before you get the money. But I will say this, um, over the past five years, the growth in funding in our program has been tremendous. Uh, But in order for us to be uh, a world power, in this game, it's going to need to continue to grow. We're going to need more monies. Um, I I think we're showing that we're doing well with what we've been given. um, And now we need to take it to the next level. Now our players are going to be probably the best that they will have ever come into their primes, the Corey's, the Tristan's, and, you know, Wiggins is going to be older and Jamal Murray and all these players. Um, And then you can see we have some young ones coming up. You know, we believe that we're going to be able to put the best mix of players with experience and skill on the floor at our senior level, that's going to require more money. Um, we do have a seed here um, that, that we've been able to use over the past few years, but definitely we're going to need more. And, uh, and I feel that uh, not only do we need people to, uh, to provide,
0: but we also need to perform and
6: continue to show that we're worthy um, of that investment.
0: Great stuff, Rowan. You know I'm a big supporter. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where this thing goes because these are exciting times for you and the rest of Canadian basketball. Uh, Obviously you've vested interest in your family but I know this has been a passion. This is part of who you are as well, the program in general. And it's incredible to see these young players succeed the way they do on the biggest stage available at their age. I really appreciate your time. Congratulate RJ and the rest of your family on behalf of us and look forward to doing this again down the road.
6: Thank you, Gareth. And I know we didn't talk about all the other kids, but I definitely want to be thankful of the sacrifice for all of those kids that went to Egypt, you know, and potentially in a country where there might have been some challenges and some concerns and, and sacrifice to go there and play for their country. And now they're world champions and their names will be etched in history.
0: Well put. Appreciate that, Rowan. Chat again soon, okay? Thank you. Rowan Barrett, the father of RJ, and he's right, there was a lot of other great kids, great performers On that team, Executive Vice President and Assistant General Manager of Canada Basketball. Canadian basketball truly on the rise. Are you standing up to take notice? At Wheeler TSN, the text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca. Some of your comments next. We'll wrap up our poll question and get ready to hand things off to the Scott MacArthur Show. I'm Gareth Wheeler. This is Toronto Today. TSN 1050 in Toronto. A lot of hoop talk today. Love it. Great response from you, the listener, as well. At Wheeler TSN on Twitter, the text is 1050-50. This is Toronto Today. Our own little version of Talk Back Toronto. It's kind of how the show works. Come up with debatable issues. Let's get into it. You did just that today. Uh, we'll weigh in on our poll questions. Tomorrow there's going to be a lot of baseball. It's the Home Run Derby tonight. As the All-Star festivities get underway. Pitbull's performing at the All-Star game. I don't get Pitbull. Like, I legitimately do not get Pitbull. Thumbs down from here. But I do get the city of Miami. Which brings us to Pedro Martinez. It was the NBA greats versus the MLB greats on Family Feud last night. Steve Harvey. Like, it was great. Like, James Worthy. Horace Grant, Robert Ory, Muggsy Bogues, Gary Payton for the NBA team. And last night for the, for the Major League Baseball grades, it was like Ozzy Smith, Prince Fielder, uh, Kevin Millar. Forget who else. And, th- and then there was Pedro Martinez. And the topic, like it's an easy topic. Words that rhyme with yummy. Like there, there's plenty of them. And then it comes to Pedro Martinez, and he delivers this gold.
1: Name a word that rhymes with yummy. Um, Miami. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming. Welcome to Miami. Welcome to Miami. It rhymes with yummy.
0: Miami rhymes with yummy. Baseball players. Very good hand eye coordination. Rhyming? Not so much. A lot of baseball talk coming tomorrow. I want to deal with Marcus Marcus Stroman tomorrow. Is he all that? Honestly, is he all that? He's griping. He's groaning. He's moaning. He's complaining. He thinks he should be an all-star. Is Marcus Stroman all that? We're going to deal with that tomorrow. I'll tell you which cartoon characters... Going into Cooperstown tomorrow, just flat out ran, out ran out of time. But I'll give Andrew Nolan a shout out for bringing that to the table today. Let's weigh in on our poll question before we went. It was very simple. The Blue Jays got embarrassed yesterday, 19-1, at the hands of the Houston Astros. That's a, just not a loss. That's being embarrassed at home. And I, and I feel this in any sport. When you lose that badly at home, this isn't a 4 nothing or a 5-1 or something like that. If it's like 7 or 8 nothing in hockey, if it's the same thing in soccer, if you lose by 30-plus points in basketball, that's shameful. Do Blue Jays fans deserve a ticket refund for the 19-1 loss to the Astros? 52% said yes, 48% no. And some people have take, taken this way the wrong way. Well, it's a game. Anything can happen. Yeah, but the expectation when you buy tickets is your team's going to compete. Just not mail it in. That was embarrassing on Sunday. And perhaps teams should do something to reward their fans for putting up with that garbage. It was an embarrassing way to go into the All-Star break. But here we are. Blue Jays went on vacation early. A couple days off as we enjoy All-Star festivities. Rolling with the defending champ Giancarlo Stanton tonight in the Home Run Derby. Uh, on behalf of Scrizzy and Andrew Nolan behind the glass... It's the Scott MacArthur Show with Mike Hogan and Lou, Josh Bloomberg coming up. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day, Toronto.